Hey, thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Business of Fun podcast. I'm your host, Dave Wakeman. How is everybody doing? Let me know. Send me an email, dave at davewakeman.com. Tell me what's going on with you uh, during a global pandemic. It seems entirely reasonable uh, that you check in with me and I check in with you. Um, my guest today is Pierre Etter. He is the product and marketing manager from Tixingo, which is a mobile ticket wallet. And so we talk about a lot of things around digital technology, data, all kinds of great stuff. Um, but before we get to Pierre, I want to spend a second or two just checking in with you. Um, you know, the pandemic continues to rage in the States. Uh, I believe yesterday we probably had 75,000 cases confirmed. That is an incredible number to imagine uh, and I don't know when things are going to straighten out which is very unfortunate for all of us um, but what it really does is it creates a lot of uncertainty for people and it's a struggle for people to deal to deal with and understand with and so I want to make sure that you know that you can always reach out to me by sending me an email dave at davewakeman.com we can jump on a call whatsapp whatever you want to do you can text me I, you know I'm good like that um Yesterday, which today is Wednesday, July 22nd, as I'm recording this introduction, I did a podcast episode that'll go out either the end of this week or the beginning of next week with a guy called Matt Wolf from Ticket Time Machine. And we talked about a lot of stuff. And I think it turned out to be a very good episode. It's going to probably, hopefully, be valuable to y'all and it'll help you um, make sense of some things going forward. The bulk of the podcast now. Uh, is focusing on how we how we move forward in the world because it is still uncertain when events will come back. It's still uncertain when we will have the opportunity to uh, get together again. But that doesn't mean that we can't um, put one foot in front of the other. I believe I've mentioned here before. I know I've mentioned it on my blog and in the Talking Tickets newsletter that which you can get by visiting my website, DaveWakeman.com, about the Stockdale Paradox. And this is something that I, Simon Mab, the CEO of Book and Protect, made me aware of um, a few weeks back, which is uh, General Stockdale was the highest-ranking official who was uh, held in the Hanoi Hilton during the Vietnam War. And after the, the war, they asked him if he must have been positive during the time he was held captive and he said no I was not positive I was in fact uh, far from it but I recognized the fact that this would end that I would get through this and that it would suck and so as we continue to work through this pandemic that is an idea that has helped me start to put one foot in front of the other because for a few weeks it was it was very difficult to figure out what what to do what to focus on how to make myself productive at all and I'm sure I'm not alone in that sentiment, um, but you know, being able to put a a term to it, an idea behind the feelings that I was feeling was very helpful. So to get back to what Matt and I were talking about yesterday, I don't believe it comes up on the podcast, but it was something that I was thinking about and had been thinking about for a while, and it's the, the idea of what we're trying to create here. Um, you know, since the pandemic started. I put together a Slack channel for the Talking Tickets newsletter. Um, You know, I've done a bunch of webinars. I've done all kinds of things. And I've really been thinking a lot about the the difference between these two terms. And there's a term called tribes, and there's a term that is made famous by Seth Godin's book. And, you know, I've met Seth over the years. I worked on the Stop Stealing Dreams. I was gave the did the first audio version of the Stop Stealing Dreams manifesto about education. Uh, I'm a big Seth Godin fan. If you listen to the Amy Mann episode or the Ali Scheuer episode, I think we uh, we covered a lot about what Seth does and talks about. It's great. But as we have worked through the pandemic, one thing that's come up to me is that I think tribes have limited us, and I think that in a way, the idea of tribes has created a lot of friction and unnecessary turmoil in our community in our in our society and i have been thinking about community so what i want and the point i want to make to you today is that i want this to be a community so when i tell you that i hope hope you will reach out to me and let me know how you're doing i hope that is true um 
I hope that you will have discussions and reach out to people who maybe you haven't talked to in the past and connect with people. Um, build a community around your ideas. Build a community around these ideas that we're sharing here. Build a community around this podcast. Because I think right now what we need is not less people who see the world just the way we do, but we need more people to work together to pull the industry out of a period that's probably unlike anything any um, at any point in the industry's history, and I know it's certainly unlike anything any of us have ever seen. You know, so um, I made this point in the talking ticket slack this morning. I want to see everybody engage more around a com- community. Um, communities are inclusive. They are uh, things that we can continue to grow. They aren't limited. Um, you know, they, 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 they make us stronger. I think, And I think the stronger and more vibrant and bigger and more invested we become in commu- the community around tickets and events and um, sports and concerts, all these things, I think it's going to make... Um, be a much much more powerful opportunity for everybody yeah so that's my rant um let me point you to a couple people who are extremely good at doing that today uh first i want to point you towards my friends at booking protect you can check them out at www.bookingprotect.com uh simon cat and the team over at booking protector some of the greatest people that i know um they've been doing a lot of stuff around service and getting people um back online, back engaged, uh, making sure that you're taking care of your customers right now. Um, Refund protection is an idea that is going to, uh, if it hasn't already been on top of your mind, I think it's probably going to become more important now. Um, So reach out to Simon and Kat or any of the team at Booking Protect. Uh, Check out the blog. We have some stuff uh, that we're going to put up there uh, about you know, how ideas that have changed due to the pandemic, things that are going to help people move forward, um, all kinds of great stuff at bookingprotect.com. The only reason some of the stuff that I have been working on is not up yet is because I have been trying to finish it up. So blame me if I haven't put anything up there. But there's a really great article about making sure you take care of your customers that Kat posted yesterday. Um, there's a really great article uh, that Sophie put up about. Uh, building relationships and managing the relationships now from I think last week uh, book you know so just check out the booking protect blog it's great great stuff uh, and it's kind of constantly updating so check them out I'd also like to point you towards the we will recover website which is a great initiative put together by Anar and Martin and the activity stream team um, the we will recover platform is a calendar a education platform a content generate uh, content home for all kinds of different ideas that will help you and your organization recover from the pandemic, uh, get people back into the, in, into the buildings, and hopefully get us back to some sense of normality sooner rather than later. Um, the We Will Recover concept and platform has people from all over the world involved, including, you know, me, the loudest voice in the room most times um angela and joe from the ticketing professionals conference in australia uh like i mentioned martin and anar from activity stream and their whole team um cat and simon from book and protect posted something the other day uh andrew and carol and all the team at the ticketing professionals conference in the uk uh Derek palmer and all the people at qq uh james d all the people at made media um you know, and I'm not listing everybody. I just, every one of these introductions, I try to highlight a few other people, but there's probably 25 organizations uh, that are contributing ideas, contributing content, contributing in some way, shape, or form to the We Will Recover initiative. It's great. As I've mentioned before, make sure you get my newsletter. It's a weekly newsletter on talking tickets called Talking Tickets. If you listen to this podcast, this is the newsletter for you because it's going to take five top stories. It's going to give you an analysis on them and some action items so you can draw bigger crowds, make more money, and put yourself in a positive position to recover from the pandemic. So you can get that by visiting my website, which is davewakeman.com. There is a newsletter um, tab 
hit that thing. It'll allow you to sign up for my Sunday newsletter on strategy, the business of value, or talking tickets. You can get both. I'm cool with that, but just check them out. Like I said before, my guest today is Pierre Etter, and he is from Tixingo. Uh, Tixingo is a Swiss-based IT company that is has a secure mobile ticket wallet. And we talked about a bunch of different things that I think are probably pretty relevant to the conversations that we are having as we come out of the pandemic. We talked about things like fraud, uh, health and safety, uh, revenue, digital platforms, uh, apps, uh, engagement of customers. We talked about uh, blockchain blockchain drink right that's the joke that I make um, as cheesy as it is we talked about uh, making sure that your organization is proactive we talked about all kinds of really really great things um, one of the big points that I would make sure that you pay attention to is the part where Pierre and I talk really um, we try to get in depth on how you can make data more useful for your organization because I know one of the things that we were talking about a lot before the pandemic came was how much data that people have and the challenge has always been to me is not so much that we have data it's that we have so much data but we don't necessarily know how to make the data actionable we don't how to know how to make it meaningful for people so i try to uncover a little bit more of that with pierre um i don't know you'll be the judge of how successful or not we were with this but it's a really good conversation with pierre etter from the um ticks and go platform out of switzerland so let me know what you think I want to welcome Pierre Etter from Tixingo to the Business of Fun podcast. Pierre, good morning or good afternoon where you are. Good, How's it going? Good morning. Good afternoon to you too. Very well. Thank you for having me today. Oh, this is going to be fun because you are going to create a, you're going to do a miracle for me. You don't know it yet, but you are. You're going to help me tell people that how, how to make blockchain seem realistic and not just a bunch of like smoking mirrors. Uh, so that's that's what we're going to do today. We're <laughs> we're going to put some uh, real meat and bones on machine learning and blockchain, uh, so that I can be like, well, I know somebody who really knows this stuff. He really makes me look good, and it's Pierre. So um, I want to start out by asking you a couple of something that's really interesting because we were talking about it before the podcast started recording. Um, you know, right now uh, Europe kind of coming out on the other side there's a little bit of a light at the end of the rainbow as far as the pandemic goes in america who knows what we're doing um but you have we're talking to me about how ticks and go and another product you have health and go are able to help give people more security in coming back to uh stadiums and events and i know that's like really really a top uh priority for people right now is helping people feel safe and secure um, knowing that you kind of work in both the ticket side and the health side and like getting people into the stadiums, you know, looking at the pandemic, what should people be thinking about right now as they are preparing to put on events with people again? So, so, um, thank you for, for, um, studying the decision like that. So, yes. So, so first I hope uh, everyone is, is safe, safe and sound, uh, at home with friends and family. And uh, yes, uh, we, we can see the, the end of this uh, tragic and very difficult time we, we live through. And um, yes, there, there is technology out there, uh, such as blockchain, that can be leveraged to, 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 to bring to people more security and uh, more safety and healthy environment. Um, what we've been doing now for, for two, three years is to, to leverage the, the mobile technology, the blockchain technology and the machine learning, like artificial intelligence, to bring to reality a million of tickets that have been used through the world, through a lot of sport organizations, uh, museum, festival, and so on. And uh, today we can bring uh, to the world some um, uh, tools that can help to be um, safer, to have traceability into who is going to an event. So you can contact these people uh, before, during and after an event. So you really know 100% of your audience, of your fan, of the people coming to your event, and you can have really have a, a traceability. So this is good for health, of, of course, but then there is a lot of uh, different interesting points, of course, marketing um, and security. Yeah. Now, what was interesting, though, about 
the example you shared with me before was you were like, hey, look, you go, Dave, you go to your doctor. Your doctor checks you out and says, hey, you don't have the flu. You don't have the COVID. You don't have uh, anything else that might be transmittable. And they can automatically update your record, and it gets pushed right to your phone, right, in the best way possible. And to me, that seems like, uh, you know, at least in the near term, where, we, you know, we're still maybe trying to pull together a, um, a vaccine um, or we're still trying to track and trace, uh, ca- you know, cases of COVID or we're trying to squelch any kind of, um, you know, hot spots. It would seem like something like that would be really, really a valuable tool to use to help ensure that we can start putting events on, start getting people back to work, um, you know, making the economy maybe function uh, and the world function a little bit more like normal. Um, is it as is it that simple, or have I missed something? So no, so the the, the main solution that we have been uh, deploying and using intensively across the world is uh, is ticks and go. It's really um, a secure mobile ticket wallet. And so, looking at the COVID situation, we we thought that we could leverage all this knowledge, all, all this experience uh, through the world with millions of tickets, to bring uh, some health certificates. So we made uh, another app called Health and Go, and we right now into some um, uh, trial, like in the field, with different uh, major laboratories in Europe. And also big corporations that want to, to try that with their employees to, to make the, the workplace a safer place. So how it works is that we use blockchain to, to generate a health certificate. So a, a patient uh, go to a doctor or to a lab, uh, they get checked with some specimen. And as soon as the laboratory has finished to, to process the, the, the specimen, they can send right away into the mobile device of the person uh, a certificate with, which is secured by blockchain. So you can really have a 100% guarantee that this is not a fake one, this is, this is the real one. And also we are uh, decentralizing all the information, the data, so you have complete uh, confidentiality. Uh, you own uh, your own certificate, and this is only on your phone. So you, you're the only one to uh, to have this certificate and to uh, to know about it. So it's up to you to share it or not. And this uh, this will help people, yes, to 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 have some safer uh, environment. Maybe if you want to take a plane, a boat, if you need to go in your office in some specific area of a building or stuff like that, you can put in place with this tool. Uh, a safer and healthier environment. No, I mean that's great because one of the things that has become a bit of a um, consistent theme here is I want people to understand that the technology has moved so fast and it's coming and it's, and it's accessible to people uh, and it's also cost effective. Uh, that there's like it's incredible how how much cool thing how many cool things you can do with technology now um, because I think sometimes. The challenge for people is they hear all these words like blockchain or AI or machine learning, and it seems complicated and expensive. And, you know, so hearing you explain it, you know, like that, I think helps people understand that maybe there are opportunities here for, for tools and technologies, and I just have to know which the right ones to look for. So, you know, so thank mm-hmm. you for explaining that. Um, but now I'll move over onto the ticket side because, you know, most of the people want to hear about tickets. Um, and I like the Ticks and Go um, platform that you're, you're working on because, um, you know, you, you do use technology in, in an interesting way. You do, um, you know, use AI, blockchain, all these things in a way that I think is valuable to people. What I want, though, to, to do is I want to ask you to help me explain to the people who are listening you know, how to make blockchain uh, and, this, and AI and machine learning seem simpler, you know, make it make sense to people. Because a lot of times people go to conferences, they read articles on these things, they'll check out a deck or they'll look at something, and it does, it, it's, they come away more confused than they did, did before. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can understand. It's a, it's a, it's a very – very um, complicated. So, but I, I, at the end of the day, it's ahead. not that complicated. Um, imagine um, a decentralized um, 
a record of uh, of uh, a document and this document in that case is a ticket so to make it very simple so you want to go to a, a sport uh, event uh, next weekend so you go online in your usual ticketing uh, favorite place and you buy your online ticket then you decide to receive it on your mobile so you receive a, an email to confirm the purchase. Thank you for purchasing the ticket. And we invite you to, to download the app. So the Ticks and Go app, or maybe it will be a white label to your favorite football team in the US. So you download this app. And as soon as you register, uh, they will match your email address of the purchasing and in the app. And you will receive right away an injected ticket. So in the background, the database where all the, the tickets are generated and stored are not into a database that could be hacked or, or, or whatsoever. It will be distributed into a, a blockchain infrastructure. So you will receive right away this injected ticket. You can really watch it. You see the, the, the picture of the event. You have your, your seat number at what time you should go to the gate, to the entrance, uh, and so on. And as soon as you go um, uh, on, the, on the field, close to the stadium, there are different options to activate the ticket. It, it means that the QR code needed to pass the gate will be displayed only at a very specific time, maybe like just one hour before the event, or by using some other technology called Bluetooth Beacon. Those are small sensors outside the stadium that will tell your device, okay, Activate the ticket, please show the QR code. And then you're at the gate, someone scan your ticket and let you in, and you have the fun. So now the beauty comes um, along that, along all this security, this very, very smooth and easy way to have a ticket, is that you can start to, to transfer this ticket to a friend. And so you will just select the, the address email of this person. You want to transfer the ticket, first name, last name. And boom, the ticket will be transferred over the, the wallet, over the app to the other person. And the blockchain will record this information. So nobody else will have a, a duplicate or a counterfeit of your ticket. Imagine you, you buy the ticket for a U2 concert in London. You take the flight ticket, you check in in the hotel, you're very excited. You're at the door of the, of the stadium where U2 will play. And people tell you, oh, sorry, your ticket is a fake one. It's not valid. Or someone already uh, came inside with the same ticket. So sorry about that. It's, it's an extremely bad experience. And yeah. thanks to the blockchain, we can guarantee the ticket is unique um, and that you cannot uh, falsify it. No, I think that's really great. And especially how seamless it is. Because I think that part of the problem for a lot of people is that they feel like this technology is going to be um, overwhelming for their customer. It's going to present a problem for the, the customer's going to get confused or the customer's not going to know how to deal with it. So I think highlighting how simple it is is very, very important. Um, but mm -hmm. a second aspect of, you know, some of the stuff that we were talking about and I've been looking over and investigating the last couple of weeks is um, we hear a lot of stuff now about data. And big data, big big data is going to save the the, the ticketing industry, is uh, what I, what a lot of times people say with their hair on fire. Um, <laughs> you, you didn't know you were in for some jokes when you were here, um, but the, the the problem with data, right, is that I, I think we're drowning in data in a lot of ways because we have so much data that we don't know exactly what to do with with it. Um, but the plat, but your platform and the, your approach to data. Um, you know, seems to be a little bit more useful. Um, and so what I want to do is I want to help people kind of understand how to make data a little bit more useful, how, you know, how, how to take all this data and use it. Um, you know, even if they're not dealing with, you know, working on the ticks and go platform, but just how do we handle all this data and make it so it's instead of aspirational, it's useful. Okay, so maybe um, I will have one question to all the audience of this podcast is, do you know your audience? And I believe the, the, the answer is not that much. Uh, you know, like the, the stats is that one person going to a, uh, an event buy on average two and a half tickets for their friends or their family. 
But at the end of the day, when the event is happening, the organizers of the event don't, don't really know who is coming uh, in their place. And so thanks to the data around the blockchain and um, every single ticket being in the blockchain, you will be able to know about 100% of all the people coming to your event. And this is a, this is a, a game... Uh, a game uh, changer about uh, security, uh, safety um, around all, all your all your events, and of course marketing. Uh, to give you to give you some colors, you will be able to to target to target and reach everyone holding a ticket uh, before, during, and after the event. You can also uh, monetize that for as a, as marketing um, qualified lead because you will know anyone. Who knows? Who owns at one point of time a ticket? Even if the person buy the ticket and then transfer it or resell it through the wallet, you will know that this person own a ticket. So you will be able on marketing side to to reach them and to 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 to, to target them. Uh, also, additionally, during um, big event, you have always invitees, you have VIPs, you have sponsors that come to the event, but you don't really know. So you you will be also able to know all these people, and uh, on the privacy side because it's always something that people raise. Uh, at the end of the day, we only know your first name, your last name, and your email address. And uh, in Europe, we have something extremely strict about personal data, mm -hmm. and uh, we put in place this GDPR. It's a, it's a new legal way of protecting uh, any citizen about how. Uh, People are using the data that they have, so we are GDPR compliant, where we really um, limit the exposure of all this information. It's encrypted in blockchain, and we can, of course, uh, delete those information uh, per request or after a few days after the event and so on. So it's very uh, uh, safe uh, and GDPR compliant uh, area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but let me ask you this, because one of the challenges, right, is going to be getting your customers and the ticket buyers to comply with this, right? So how do you deal with um, consumers that are reluctant to, you know, give their data to somebody else or, you know, don't want you to know who they are? You know, how, how, how does that work? Because I think that's a big, um, that's a big concern for a lot of people. So, so the first thing is that we can guarantee that um, the, the data are protected. So, we use a lot of the uh, Amazon cloud system outside of the blockchain. And, and so there is nobody own directly um, a file, a list of all the people coming to the event. So, so, so we, we protect this information. So, uh, um, I mean, uh, as long as you want to go to an event, you, you will, you will need to have a ticket. And uh, in that case, we just ask you your first name, last name, and email address. So you're not that much exposed in terms of, uh, of privacy, uh, I believe. Well, I mean, I think maybe I'm asking the, the question from the angle of, you know, as an American who, you know, maybe, we, maybe we're a little more skeptical of things these days, or maybe I'm just skeptical. I don't know. Blame it on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but what, one of the things, yeah, you know, it's fair, right? Uh, but one of the things that I always talk to people about is like, you know, because of data, right? What I've found historically is that if you give somebody something of value in return, they will give you their email address. They will tell you who they are. They'll tell you what they like to do. Um, you, you know, especially in context of like going to an event or going to a ticket, it's, you know, so then when I'm looking at and thinking through this thing is I'm curious how to, you know, show the value to people of, you know, <laughs> digital ticketing and like how it's not just like, well, now I don't get a ticket stub. Uh, you know, how, how does the experience improve for the fan or and the customer due to, you know, using a, a platform like this? Yeah. So I, I got the point. So, Maybe um, something that you can the, the the perceived value that you that you can communicate to your audience is that uh, they will be no longer have fraud. Um, you know, like uh, it's very annoying if uh, you go to a, an event um, uh, which is sold out. 
you will have to to be outside to to deal negotiate tickets and the, the price will be instantly um, higher than the the face value of the ticket so on on the one end you can say that you you will provide a new solution very smooth very easy very clean to use and at the same time, you can guarantee that they will have the, the tickets at the, at the best price. That, that, that all the, the transfer, the resell, will be will be somehow controlled by the organizers, where 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 prices will be will be will be okay. So I think to tell to people just use a, a blockchain technology for your ticket will make it um, safer and will eliminate fraud. That's already your first point. Um, Another point is that uh, you will tell them that they will be able very easily to, to transfer the ticket to a friend and to, to resell it into a secondary marketplace. So um, using the app, you will be able to, to find a new buyer and to, to transfer very easily the ticket to this new person. And so it will be a very clean uh, exchange between the ticket and the money uh, that will be controlled. So you won't have, uh, you will never have a bad surprise. So these are, I believe, um, uh, arguments that uh, we should uh, explain to the to the end user in case they feel uh, uh, embarrassed to to share first name, last name, and email address. Oh, maybe the other things that uh, will will uh, will provide the mobile ticket is that they will be uh, they will be able to have some last minute uh, seating changes if they go. Uh, uh, with a group or with some fan at the, at the last minute because of the digital ticket, it will be much more easier to, to change the attribution of seats at the last minute. Um, they will be able to, to uh, in, in case of uh, cancellation of, uh, of an event because of, of bad weather or, or whatsoever, there will be also a, a much more easier way to, to reschedule, reschedule the, the event or to get a voucher back or to get uh, paid back. Um, yeah, there are, there are different um, advantages that the end user will understand that uh, this will make its life be easier, better, and that the experience of the event will be much nicer and smoother. Yeah. Now, and I, I, I probably belabored that a little bit just because it opens the door for me to talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is money and revenue. Um, so... Knowing all this, right, encouraging people to go digital, having um, access to data and more relevant data even um, is, to me, sort of the holy grail people are looking for because if I understand people very well, you know, my background, I started out in nightclubs, and I understand and the most valuable question in the world for me was always what kind of gin do you prefer? Because we learned that that question alone was worth about a, a quarter million dollars a year in scot-free revenue um how does having a you know using data wisely um driving people to mobile tickets you know how does that create new revenue opportunities for folks because i know the answer but i want somebody else to tell that tell everybody <laughs> because i tell people all the time about making money <laughs> uh, so yes i have um i have uh, i mean good news <laughs> so so yes to to, to, to stop money <laughs> Yeah. So, so first, to to, to stop uh, printing um, expensive tickets, uh, like um, one of our clients, UFA, uh, they are the, the the leading organization for soccer over Europe. They have uh, millions of spectators every year. It's it's a, it's a massive uh, industry. They have uh, very expensive uh, paper tickets, and I think the cost was about uh, one uh, one euro. So, like something like uh, one one dot one US dollars. Uh, to to print them, to ship them, and so on. And so you you move right away to mobile, where it's uh, clean, it's dynamic. You can uh, reassign seats, you can uh, transfer them like like instantly and uh, uh, for 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 no cost somehow. So that's that's the first point. No no more no more printing and paper shipment. Another one was on the marketing side I mentioned before. So being able to know about 100% of the audience um, coming to your event. We we made an average of data acquisition of uh, one highly qualified lead around uh, 20 to 50 euros per person. So let's say 20, uh, 20, 22 uh, US dollars to 50, 55 uh, US dollars. And this is 
massive um, uh, saving. And then there is all the monetization because you will be able to engage with your people. You will know all your audience and thanks to your phone, you'll be able to, to target them uh, before, during, and after the event on the app, on your app. If, if it's your own branded app, um, you will be able to to to, on, to engage with them, to communicate them. Uh, please get a season pass, um, um, get a hot dog and a and a beer at the at the break. Uh, you will be able to to give them uh, uh, discount prices for for parking lot or or any kind of engagement with them. And of course, then you will be able to to connect your you connect your own app to all your social media on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, and so on, where you will be able to have all your um, audience to to post, to publish, to interact with uh, each other. So there is uh, there is there are plenty of um, of uh, of impact on the money side. Uh, also, um, looking at the application, a yes, please. Potentially stupid question, and maybe if it's stupid, it's me. Um, but so you were talking about if you have your own app and you use the app. And in a way that like you integrate all the social media, all the different touch points that you have, can you, you can, you can reward people, right? Like you can give them, you know, like if you do, let's say post to Twitter or you um, take a photo and you put it up on the Instagram, like you can just, you can know who this is. It's attached and you can give them a reward, right? Just like uh, um, the same as like uh, maybe going to like the grocery club and you have your grocery card or go into like, you know, your member rewards at the movie theater or something like that. Or am I, or am I overreaching? No, no, so, so this is like uh, out of the scope of ticks and go. So ticks and go at the end of the day is just, uh, let's say, a, a, a printer of tickets. Okay. Using the blockchain, the artificial intelligence, but at the end, what we do is just printing the the, the more safe ticket that is uh, out there. Uh, now, um, this solution, Ticks and Go, can be integrated into the the app of, uh, of different organizers, and okay. so th- this will be the organizer's job to 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 develop their own app and to to really connect their the users of their app to their social media so it will be up to to the organizers to yes to provide those kind of reward if the the app user is posting a picture on social media and so on but this is a bit outside ticks and go uh, scope what oh, we will okay. offer them is what we will mm-hmm. offer them is to is to know to know the every single owner of a ticket and that's the big uh, advantage where you will more than double your database of fan. Okay, yeah. And that helps you, like you said, it, it cuts your um, customer acquisition costs in a lot of cases between 20 and $50 um, American. Correct, or, yes. Yeah, which is a huge savings. And then, you know, think of, I mean, just think of, of how much that is, right? If you sell a million tickets a year, you're all, you're, all, you're talking about some real money. Definitely, it's um, and you know people are are getting more and more comfortable uh, with the digitalization of uh, of everything that we do uh, socially. So to to bring them um, a better fan experience or, or your, around your event is very important. P- people are now more and more expecting to have uh, to have uh, something to uh, a tool like an app. To get the information they need, to to know the exact schedule, where is the seat? There is maybe a, a map seat of the stadium where where you want to go. Uh, you, you can connect easily to pay your parking, to to get the food and drinks during the break, stuff like that. So so people are more and more expecting uh, this kind of solution. So it's all all into one. You're just adding some more security around your tickets and all the the data intelligence around it. And, and you you brought up something earlier about you know how the beacons will activate the ticket as you get closer to the um, mm-hmm. to the venue, right? Mm-hmm. And you know I, I've been aware, and I think everybody's slightly aware of beacons, but then I also don't necessarily always see beacons used very well. How precise are these beacons? Just so like people understand like how powerful they can be. Okay, so actually, it's a pretty common technology now that 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 is being used widely into big event places such as stadium. So there are different um, uh, 
distance, like perimeters around the stadium where you, where you put them. And so um, it, it will be a, a few uh, meters, so like a couple of feet, where you get close to your phone with the Bluetooth activated, and the, those um, those transmitter will tell your device to activate the ticket to transform in for a simple simple picture of the event to the actual QR code, which will be scanned. Uh, we can also have uh, manual Bluetooth activators, um, so so it's it's pretty common. I would say yeah. Um, a few feet away, and that's the that's the distance um, where the ticket will get activated. So nothing uh, particular here to 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 say. Yeah, well, and, and the thing that was interesting to me was that I think you know you you've created this platform and you use it in a way that's like it's really exact. Like um, you could say, you know, you can have it. How do I want to describe it so that I don't sound like a complete uh, um, moron here? Um, it's to the point where the technology is so advanced and so great in the way that it's used that it can prompt me to order from a, a specific uh, vendor just because there's a shorter line at, at the thing or that it can help guide me to my seat. And it's all these great things, which when you use these technologies wisely – um, create all the a better fan experience and more money for people. Um, you know, yes. And so I'm trying to get uh, you know that's the point I'm trying to make for people. <laughs> it's like going, but, it's it's really there. Yeah. You can do it. It's totally great. But uh, indeed, uh, that's that's uh, indeed uh, another argument to to like a, like a, like, a, like a USP uh, to to tell to people. Yes, you will have a smoother uh, entrance to the stadium. We can activate tickets per sector. So we can say we want to to have the the most fluid way uh, possible people coming in and out of the stadium. So you can really uh, activate uh, different tickets per section in, inside the stadium uh, as you wish to optimize the the flow. So yes, it will be even a nicer walk to your seat. So yeah. And one example that I think we should highlight, which is a really great, strong selling pr proposition for any of the digital t ticketing tools, especially the ones that have a, uh, you know, like a barcode that rotates or, you know, only gets activated so closely, is you, you brought up the example of, let's say you have a concert that maybe isn't selling as well, and you have a group of people, and you can move those people pretty easily to better seats um, mm -hmm. without them ever even knowing it until they get to the venue because they're like, going, oh, we're, these seats are totally fine. And then all of a sudden they're looking at their ticket because, you know, you had some inventory open up all of a sudden they've been rewarded and that could be a, you know, a valuable selling point and it creates a better experience for people. And it's really um, cost effective and simple. Exactly. Yes. So you will be able to optimize uh, your offer and provide a much better experience to all your audience. Uh, also, in the UK, they have an issue sometimes, like um, there is an average of 10% uh, of no-show to some soccer game. And so there will be also a way for the organizers to, to look into this data and to, to, to optimize the, 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 the sale of these tickets. So maybe a very few minutes before the, 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 the show starts, they will be able to, to fulfill those 10% no-show. So there, there are plenty of uh, the list is very long of um, additional benefits that to to have tickets on blockchain and to have them purely digital. So you, you know your audience and uh, in a safe way you own your own secondary marketplace. You decide the rules and the fan at the end of the day have a much better experience uh, connected and. Uh, so yes, it's very good. And uh, again, uh, th th there has been now millions of tickets using Ticks and Go, um, and it's uh, it's getting very good. And uh, the, the feedback we have, it's uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. We, we're very happy. Yeah. I, I want a question. You know, and if if I'm if I'm overstepping my bounds here, you let me know. But one one of the one of the case studies I think that um, I saw, and again, this is like if I have it wrong, you tell me. Um, but you, I think you work with Ajax, the, the the football club in 
is it Amsterdam? Is that right? Uh, yeah, this, it, this, this, this yeah, is correct. Ahead. This is a big club uh, here in Europe, and uh, oh, that's one case, specific case where they have their own application, and so they use all the functionalities of Ticks and Go using APIs. So now we're getting a bit technique, but uh, so they develop their own app, which is great. I invite you to download it, the AYAX uh, app. And so they, they connect all by API. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a protocol of communication when you ask a request and you are able to use all the functionalities of ticks and go with the blockchain uh, ticketing uh, through another app. So that's one way of using ticks and go. Aside the, the native app on the white label app, you can use API to, 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 to use the functionalities. Yeah, and do you have any um, examples of like I'll call them wins, you know, from that that IX has achieved due to like you know taking the technology and applying it in a you know in this this way, you know, you know using the full capabilities of the blockchain and machine learning and digital ticketing, you know, is there anything like that you can point to as like something that was really cool that they learned? Um. There is something that they, they really like is uh, a new feature using machine learning. So we are able to to trace uh, in real time and over time the the distribution of uh, every single ticket per endpoints. Uh, endpoints being a mobile device. Somehow you you sell uh, hundred thousand tickets, and then you are able to see the distribution. If someone transfer a ticket from one mobile phone to another person's mobile phone, and so with that intelligence, uh, we put some um, some behavior uh, analysis where we are able to identify, of course, the good guy, but the suspicious people who could be uh, we we name them collectors, collectors of tickets, harvesters, or trade hubs. Uh, meaning that we identify one mobile device that does a lot of uh, in and out uh, transaction of tickets, and knowing that you you will tell me uh, oh but it's easy just just block those people because you know they have kind of the the black market that we want to to fight again, but if you block them like that, they will right away get another phone and start to continue the the their 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 dark business. So what we do in several clubs. Um, is to for some of the games there is kind of a lottery, a lottery to win a ticket or to win the chance to buy a ticket to to go to the to do a specific event. And so what we do is we slightly decrease the probability of winning a ticket, and so we we make the life much more difficult for these people to get tickets. So somehow they don't feel like they've been identified doing their 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 bad uh, business. But we just make their life uh, more difficult. So it's a very sweet spot with machine learning that we are able to do. So it's, as you can see, it's very advanced um, analysis of the data. We keep privacy of people, but we can put in place uh, some some safer actions that will uh, that will make all the fans uh, happier and uh, they will have a, a much better way of uh, of getting tickets and getting to a show. I like the way you just described that to me too, because what it uh, is, you and I'm you know, again. I, I tell everybody all the time: if I say something on here, it comes from me. It doesn't come from from anybody else. Um, but I, you are trolling the people who are doing the stuff, doing activities that you don't want the, that the the you know the ticket seller doesn't want them to do. And instead of just like blocking them and giving them an opportunity. You're trolling them and making things more difficult and more expensive for them. So it's like a double win. Yeah, you know you have to adapt. You have to adapt. Of course, the digital is 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 bringing more opportunities, but there is more complexity into it. And I think with this very innovative machine learning solution, we we really have a super sweet spot, which guarantees every fan to have a ticket as the at the right price. So I think it's a, it's a win-win. Yeah. And, and let me ask you too about this, because this is going to be something that the people listening to the podcast are probably going to be interested in something like that, a solution like that, that sort of, um, you know, it identifies somebody who maybe has a, um, trade history or, you know, is doing things that you don't want done to your tickets. Um, how mm -hmm. difficult is that something like that to put in place? 
Also, so first of all, like uh, any any clubs, any sport clubs, or have their own database of um, of hooligans or like pe- people that they, they don't want to go to their to their um, event to their location. So. What we can do is sticks and go on to, so we have different level of securities that you can implement. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so security number one is just to identify everyone by the email, first name and last name, and then to activate the ticket time base. Also on the, on the ticket, you have, um, some moving element. There is, there is a clock, like a real time clock in the center of the QR code. There's an infinite site also moving below to, 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 to see on the display that this is a real and active ticket. Security level two is to add potentially yeah, the, the, the picture of the person who purchased the ticket in, in case the, the transfer or the resale is not allowed. But this is up to the organizer to decide. We can also put some uh, random um, ID, ID check, if, if you want. Like one out of 10 people get their ID check. If you want to make sure this is the, the right person that on the ticket. And finally, the, the, the Bluetooth beacon, as mentioned before. And the level three, the, le- the level three is to, to rely on a third party identity management provider. So yes, we can connect to this hooligan database that the sport club has, as mentioned before, and we can really make sure that uh, we allow or not to certain people to be able to get a ticket or to get at, uh, the, uh, at the event. So yes, we can really connect all this data from uh, from uh, organizer to the ticketing and the ticket uh, systems. So I guess, and I guess for, like, to, for, to, for people to understand, it's not complicated and it's not uber expensive anymore. So, so the the tool is super smooth. Huh? You buy your ticket, download the app, you get your ticket injected, the, the ticket get activated, you get inside the the, the stadium. It's super fluid. Uh, and for the organizer, they already have a ticketing solution when people are going online to buy the tickets. So instead of like. Uh, emailing uh, a PDF with a QR code or whatsoever, you press another button and it will be sent to the app. It's as transparent as that. And in between the two worlds, there is just a very few APIs that are doing the, the communication, the transactions between both systems. And then in the back end of Ticks and Go, but this, you don't need to take care of it. There is all this blockchain machine learning uh, system that make your ticket like super safe super easy to transfer or to resell and also you get the, the knowledge of, of your audience who's coming to your audience at 100 percent so it's pretty neat and uh, yeah you can monetize on top of that you can connect to any existing application so yes it's it's, it's really a, a no-brainer you you gain security dynamic agility in all your processes and operation and you have uh, something pretty neat to to share with your with your fans. No, I I think it's again it's I think it's great. And one of the things that I have been really trying to make a point of making lately with people is that a lot of these tools are very much user friendly now, and that like the ability to use them is much simpler than you think. Because uh, to be real realistic, everybody's overwhelmed. You know, everybody's super busy, um, and, you know, a lot of times creating change or doing something a little differently has a higher perception of time and money investment than maybe is realistic, you know, or like the, the cost to benefit, it, you know, is greater than they might imagine. And so, you know, I, I, I really wanted to highlight that like something like this, you know, these solutions mm-hmm. exist, and they are you know, they don't add a, a huge heavy burden to your workload and mm-hmm. or they might not be as expensive or as costly as you think or the savings might be more or, or the cost might be more than made up for with either savings or new revenue that you're able to create mm-hmm. for yourself. Yes. Uh, actually, you could start a semi-automated ticketing API injection today. It's like, uh, like right away, you could use the product. It's a very intuitive and easy to use a ticks and go application onto the administrator console. 
And then for the full automation through advanced API connected to your system to streamline all operation, it will be uh, like a couple of weeks of implementation, and then you're good to go. Uh, it's uh, it's it's pretty powerful, and now thanks to the to the technology with Bricks uh, using APIs, you can really have something extremely powerful with uh, with uh, not that much development on your side. So yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's where everyone will will go soon on that the the old piece of paper that has been duplicated two or three times, resold, and stuff like that will be uh, will be history. Yeah, and here's the thing, you know, because. A lot of my gig is, is is how to make more money. It's like also it's a new revenue opportunity because if you don't print out a ticket, you can create souvenir tickets that people can buy <laughs> that pay for. I mean, come on, <laughs> don't get any better than that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come uh, on. when I go to Euro 2021 next year uh, and sit with you, I'm gonna get the commemorative yeah. ticket, Pierre. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Champions League will, final, Pierre. I'm getting the souvenir ticket that I'm happy to pay for. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I will get you the the magnet for your fridge. Don't worry about it. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> exactly. So, where do I point people? Where where can people find out find you or and find you know all the stuff that you're working on? Oh, it's uh, pretty easy. It's like uh, tix and go. So t i x n g o uh, dot i o. That's our website. Uh, I'm Pierre Etter, E-T-T-E-R. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, anytime, I'll be happy to, to, to understand your specific needs and to, to explain to you uh, um, how, how good could the Tixengo solution help you out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing the podcast today. But thank you so much for having me, Dave. I had a, a great time and uh, I'm very happy to, to share this uh, this new solutions and options that, that, that are out there. A million of people have been using it and very happy, very smooth and secure. So happy to, to share all that with you all. So thank you. There was my conversation with Pierre Etter from Tix and Go. Let me know what you think. Send me an email. It's dave at davewakeman.com. As I was mentioning before the podcast, make sure you check me out by visiting my website it's davewakeman.com where you can find my blog you can sign up for my newsletter talking tickets which if you listen to this podcast at all it's probably the newsletter for you it's five top stories each week uh, along with some analysis and some action items to help you make more money help you drive more attendance and help you recover from the pandemic make sure that you check out the we will recover initiative this is a great thing set up by Martin and Anar from ActivityStream along with their entire team. I can't name all of them, but they're fantastic people. And one of these days when I'm able to travel again, I am going to go to Copenhagen and we are going to have a big fiesta uh, because they are such great people. Um, the We Will Recover initiative is global in its scope. Um, people from all over the world are contributing, uh, including me, uh, Mr. Loudmouth himself. Um, you know, including uh, James and the team at Made Media, uh, Derek and the team from QQ, uh, Andrew and Carol from TPC UK, um, Kat and Simon from Booking Protect have contributed, uh, and Angela and Joe from the, the Ticketing Professionals Conference in Australia, to name just a few. Like I said, there's maybe 25 organizations or more from around the world contributing. Uh, articles, webinars, ideas to help you make more money, um, recover faster and more quickly, uh, help create security around when events return, all these things. So make sure you check it out. It's at wewillrecover.live. And then finally, I want to thank Booking Protect. Um, they have been longtime partners. Uh, Simon and Kat are two of the greatest people I know. The entire Booking Protect team is fantastic. Um, there's a bunch of content that is going up around recovery, uh, relationships, um, helping you get back online after the pandemic. Um, if you haven't thought about refund protection before, I'm sure that this is something that maybe you have thought about now. So check them out at bookingprotect.com. Click over to the blog. There's tons and tons of great content coming up. Uh, we are working on some stuff around you know, lessons that people have learned during the pandemic, ideas that people are going to take forward 
because of this. Um, things about recovery, things about revenue, and a whole lot of stuff on helping you recover from the pandemic. Cat uh, just put up a really great article yesterday about uh, making sure you treat your customers well during the pandemic that I think you should all check out. Um, so check them out at bookingprotect.com. As I always say at the end of this, but and I truly, truly mean this, thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, the people who connect with me and the ideas that people share with me and tell me, um, they mean so much to me. And it's really, really great to um, have been able to get back and talk to you over the last couple weeks. Um, so like I mentioned at the very start, if anybody wants to talk, chat, just t- check in and let me know how you're do- doing, send me an email. It's david.davewakeman.com. And until next time, thank you so much. Take it easy.